T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. One of our favorite guests on Wiggins America is here this morning, Trent Luce. He knows all about the food supply, and that is why he is so valuable to talk to, especially in light of world events. Trent, good weekend to you. It's been too long. Where you been? I know. Well, uh, first of all, I had COVID. I thought you quit eating for a while. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to look better, and so I thought, you know what I could do is just completely stop eating. That is the biggest joke possible because I will never, ever do that. Um, yeah, I had COVID. You were telling me all kinds of things I should be taking for COVID, spirulina and nitrous oxide, eh? Correct. Those are the two things. I've taken nitric oxide every day for the last 18 years. I learned about this from Dr. Nathan Bryan, who, who was uh, telling me that every patient that has a heart issue, they put them on nitroglycerin. So why wouldn't you take nitric oxide to fix your nitrate levels before you have a problem? So I've done that, and it's worked out really well. And what's spirulina? Spirulina is actually an algae that uh, is become. You can get it in any health food store, but it's becoming um, quite the the miracle component, so to speak, for improving your overall health and well-being by oxygenating those cells in your body. It goes in the inner side. It's kind of like uh, a mini version of a hyperbaric chamber. It just works on the cells and gets the DNA with more oxygen to them, and it works at getting you to recover from things like COVID or any immune challenge. Man, Trent, I got to tell you, there there are some really good home remedies. I mean, we have weekend programming here on 97.1 that talk about some of this stuff quite a bit. I wish there was just one pill that I could take that had all the things that everybody said was I needed to take in them because there's so many different things that I want to be taking. You know what that one pill is? What is it? Just a multivitamin? Eggs. <laughs> oh, Okay. So I just need to... That's the miracle food. It's the miracle <laughs> food that's continually overlooked. It's the highest available protein that is digestible. Uh, you have more nutrient density in three ounces of beef than, than you do eggs. But until the last two weeks, and this is a, a really good discussion for us to have, eggs were the cheapest source of available protein you could possibly put, and not to mention choline. Choline is vitally important for improving brain health and getting you to think more clearly. But, you know, I had a friend of mine this week, Ryan, that said that he went to the store to buy eggs, and they were $12 a dozen. Whoa, I don't know where that is, and he's getting some premium eggs then. No, they, they did not have eggs. This is Ely, Nevada. They did not have eggs on their shelves for two weeks. 
And this is tied directly into uh, something that uh, people need to be in tune with what's going on. The USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, has euthanized 40 million chickens and turkeys, but particularly the chickens laying eggs, the ones we're focused on right now, since February the 7th. And they're doing that because they've diagnosed them with avian, uh, avian uh, or Asian influenza. Mm-hmm. Consequently, the infrastructure for chicken and eggs is totally disrupted, and you're going to see this coming to a store near you soon, no matter where you're at, whether you're in Ely, Nevada, or St. Louis. Man, I think you're breaking this, because I've heard a little bit about this avian or Asian flu that they were killing off chickens. I didn't know how much they were doing it in the United States now, though. No, 40 million is what the USDA has done since February the 7th. And what they do is they take a, once a farmer has a few birds that are sick, they do a PCR test. I think we've all learned that the accuracy of the PCR test is not what it should be. And then they send that uh, tissues from those birds to a USDA lab. Typically, they go to Ames, Iowa. Once they get a positive diagnosis, then within 24 hours, they're euthanizing birds. And it's up to 40 million again since February the 7th. This is going to make a major impact on our food infrastructure. Yeah, Trent, you're, Trent Luce is on the phone with us. You're plugged into the food supply, and that's why you're so valuable to have on the radio and share things like this. What do you think about that? Do you, are you in favor? Is there a better solution than the way the FDA does that? I've had some, some farmers uh, contact me that have played some games with the USDA, and it appears as though the USDA is not being straight. I, I know a guy, I'm not going to name him, I won't even do it under court. He actually submitted some tissue samples to the USDA for birds that were not sick, isolated those birds, and they came back positive, and then they came to euthanize them. Only thing is then not a, there was not a sick bird in the bunch. So I I really believe that there's something going on here, and I I think it's about controlling people, controlling food, to be honest. At the same time, I just learned last night that people in the pork business, and you have some tremendous pork producers around your area, are struggling at marketing hogs once again, including sows. There's a 30-day wait list. Jimmy Dean, the largest sausage maker in the United States, actually just shut down a sausage plant in the last week. And now people are having trouble getting sows into the marketplace. Now, the reason that so many of these issues are coming to the forefront is that we have a labor problem. And these food plants, by the way, 21 food plants have burned down in the past six months. Mm-hmm. And the, whatever caused that to happen, and, and that those food plants are everything from uh, eggs to meats to uh, produce, you, you name it, a lot of craft and Nestle plants are, have been involved. It all comes back to labor. We cannot get people to show up to work, and it's starting to take a real toll on the food infrastructure. Trent, we've been talking about that issue for almost a year now, and I think we're you know we're seeing baby food shortages. We're seeing shortages of a lot of things, and uh, you had warned that this was going to happen. I think we all heeded it. And um, do you see anything getting better though? I mean, are we are we starting to see people returning to work, and we just still haven't caught up yet, or is it it's not getting any better? No, it's getting worse. There are more people being incentivized to stay home, stay out of the workplace. The situation in Russia and Ukraine, we hear news about that every single day. I do not believe we're getting the straight story when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. That's beside the point. Forty percent of the United States fertilizer supply previously came from Russia. They've shut that down and cannot go anywhere now. The other part is 32% of the world's wheat crop is produced in Kazakhstan, Russia, and the Ukraine. 
and they have shut down the Black Sea, and that is the port that gets all of that wheat to every port around the world, or whether it be Egypt. Egypt is a great big consumer of uh, wheat from Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan. And we might think that that's all the way around the world. That doesn't affect us, but it does because we have nearly 9 billion people on the planet and we have a food system that's been a just-in-time food system. So in other words, we don't have a stockpile of food. You can't, you don't have food in your cellar to get you through the next six months. We go get groceries two or three times a week. And now that we have these disruptions in our food supply chain, that just-in-time is causing us some just big deals. You know, we're supposed to be the breadbasket of the world, especially in the Midwest. And so for for a minute, I was thinking, well, if, if we're having trouble importing wheat from Russia, that shouldn't affect us because, gosh, we, we pay people to not grow crops. But you're saying because of the worker shortage, we will not be able to make up that gap. Two things. You're exactly right. Uh, I will echo what you just said. Uh, I'm going to make it three things. We have an unprecedented drought in wheat country. The wheat belt, we have custom harvesters are not going to be harvesting wheat like they are in a normal year because the drought has made a major impact in the supply of food. And then the third thing is that while we have a guy in the White House who talks about food scarcity and food challenges, he has policies that are coming into the country and paying people to idle land. By 30 by 30 is one example. Executive Order 18004 signed on January the 27th, 2021, which is a plan to take 30% of the United States land mass and water and return it to its natural state, taking it out of food production. We have 15 million acres of conservation reserve program, and that, that's what you were alluding to, paying producers not to farm and raise food. So while this guy talks about that we, we can see food scarcity and food problems coming, everything that he does in terms of giving money to people for just living instead of showing up and taking pride and con- completing a workday and retiring land, from food production. Every single policy, every stroke of his federal overreach pen is making it tougher for farmers to do what they do, take care of the land and produce essentials of life, food, fiber, pharmaceuticals, and fuel. Trent Luce on the phone with us. He is uh, in touch with all things, especially Midwest and South, um, as far as ranchers, farmers. You are a food advocate, basically. That's what I refer to you as when I'm talking about you with other people anyway. let look down the line for me here because you're you're so in touch with these things in ways that I could never be and so many people aren't. You said within a couple of weeks we're going to have problems finding eggs. Look out a month to 6 months to a year. What do you anticipate the United States population you know dealing with as far as shortages and is it is it the kind of thing where I can't find the right syrup for my coffee in the morning or are we talking about I can't feed my kids kind of stuff? We're talking about you can't find fuel to put in your car to get to the gas station to buy what's not on the grocery store shelf. Mm. Okay. January 27th, the day that I referenced, 2021, the average gasoline price nationwide was $2.14. Yesterday, the national average was $4.80. Diesel fuel is $5.70. And every gallon of diesel fuel replaces 500 man-hours of food labor production. And when we start talking about not having the availability of fuel, it's going to impact food directly. 
Is that the source, that and the worker shortage, are those really the issues with any supply chain problems? Correct. That's in a nutshell, you nailed it. Okay. So we have administration right now that is not dealing with even the source. They don't know what the source is, nor are they willing to deal with it, and they're actually, everything they're doing is making it worse. They're exacerbating these problems. Well, actually, I was just part of a campaign with uh, Teresa Thibodeau in the state of Nebraska to be the next governor, and she came up with something that summarizes everything we're talking about when she said that if we grew food like they grow government, nobody would ever be hungry again in the world. And the truth of the matter is they're talking about growing government exponentially, and as you do that, it's tougher to produce food. Consequently, the citizens of this nation are going to suffer. Gosh. Trent, uh, as much as I don't like what you're saying, I sure do appreciate having you on. We need to have you on more often, Trent Luce. I'm here and available. I can't wait to see you. Okay, thanks, and we'll see you later. More Wiggins America right around the corner. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, here's what's cool. I've got Scott Angel coming up next. He's the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana. He's deeply involved in the energy community. He's coming up next. He's going to let us know what's up with the canceling of the Gulf of Mexico leases. I have a feeling that there's no reason for it. They're going to say it's environmental, but we, that doesn't even make sense anymore. They used to say it was environmental. Now we know it's probably economic and it's to destroy us. Uh, So we'll talk to him about that. I've left very, very little time for this segment, though. I want to talk about 2,000 Mules, and I don't know how deeply I can get into it. I still haven't seen the movie, but I've seen so many darn clips of it, and I'm waiting to watch it because the whole cast, like I said, is not here this week. I want to watch it and then discuss it with the cast. But before we get there, I think that this movie is way more significant, and I've been saying this even before it came out. This movie is more significant than we're giving it credit for. Now, there are criticisms of the movie. I've seen even Ben Shapiro put up some decent criticisms of the movie. And he wasn't saying that the AP fact-checkers were right. He actually fact-checked them back. 
But he did say a couple things. One of them is that we don't know, and this is my, well, he didn't quite say this, but this is my criticism, is that we don't know for sure who those votes were for. We need to make sure we do know. And how do we do that? We look into those individuals and where they were going. Now, True the Vote did not, well, I should say, Dinesh did not put this in the movie. He didn't put what those nonprofits that they kept visiting between drop boxes were. He probably did that for liability reasons so that those nonprofits couldn't sue him for defamation. However, that information does exist, and True the Vote will put that out. And they haven't yet, or they've, they've maybe just started to. I don't know what they're waiting for, but they are going to put that information out. Here's why I think it's so significant. If you can find even a couple of those mules, you don't have to find all of them, just a couple, put the screws to them legally and say, who paid you? We got you on video putting in more than one ballot and times, you know, hundreds of ballots. We've got you on video. We're going to throw the book at you. Tell us who paid you and we won't squeal. There are so many opportunities for people to start squealing on who's behind the money of this stuff. Guys, this is just the beginning. On the phone with us this morning on Wiggins America, Scott Angel. He's the longest serving director of the U.S. Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement. He's the founder of USA Energy Workers, and he is the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana. That is not all of your resume, but that's just some of it. That's one of the reasons I like having you on, Scott. Well, you know, Ryan, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great pleasure to have served the people of Louisiana, people of America. It's an honor when you get to serve, and we have a duty to, to make sure that we pass some of that knowledge along. So thank you for inviting me. It's good to be talking to folks in the great city of St. Louis. And thank you for being at the ready because I sent you a text this morning because I've been seeing this headline pop up every now and then. It's not getting a ton of attention, but uh, the headline was, and this is from The Hill, the Biden administration cancels oil and gas lease sales in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. Now, the Gulf of Mexico is an area that I know you know very well, being from Louisiana. So I thought, gosh, who would know about this better than you? Have you seen this news? Yeah, I sure have. And it's very unfortunate because about 16 percent of the oil that we produce in America comes from the Gulf of Mexico. It is by far the largest producer of of offshore uh, crude oil file country. And it's so inconsistent what's happening right now. You know, we, 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 we're, we're seeing this incredible pain at the pump. Number one thing driving Americans right now absolutely crazy is the price of energy, which is causing is, is an inflationary item, causing inflation, causing things to go up all across the board, and then we, we, we take away, away the publicly owned properties that all of us as citizens have. We take the Gulf of Mexico out of the portfolio, and it makes no sense because they're doing it in the name of the environment, Ryan, but let me just say, let me just say, they're doing it in the name of climate change. It's absolutely important that everybody understand this, and don't take my word for it. Let's take the 2016 report that came out of the Obama-Biden administration that concluded in 2016 that if we were not to have regularly scheduled Gulf of Mexico lease sales, carbon emissions would go up because we would have to rely on foreign countries that often have higher emissions than we have here in America. So in the name of the environment, we're saying no to Gulf of Mexico lease sales, 
Yet the Obama-Biden administration concluded in a 2016 report that not having it is worse for the environment than having it. And you, your listeners need to know that about 73 percent of the oil that we import into America right now has a higher carbon intensity per barrel than Gulf of Mexico production. Mm-hmm. So relying, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So relying on OPEC, relying on OPEC instead of the USA Energy Worker, you know, asking OPEC to do what we won't do ourselves it's an insult. It's an insult to people who sound like me. It's a people. It's it's an insult to, to the consumer. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I would like to sum up that, uh, uh, that with this administration, with the White House, looks to the USA energy industry rather than looking at us as a duty call. They look they looking to the industry as a booty call. In other words, and it, it's clear. In other words, vilify, 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 and then all of a sudden, when prices get so high. They've now said to the American producer, we, not, we need you to produce more. We need you to produce more. That's a booty call. We need more than, 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 than a flash in the pan. We need leadership that recognizes that domestic production drives this economy. We've had six recessions from 1973 to 2019. Each one of those have been preceded by a spike in energy prices. We say to Europe, we say that we're going to help you with regards to natural gas. We're going to displace Russia as your producer. And then we take the Gulf of Mexico out of the equation by canceling lease sales. I can't figure this out. Yeah, Scott, I mean, that's I, I almost think that you're you're giving them almost too much credit for giving them a booty call. You know, the booty call, it, that would be that they would be calling these oil producers when they they need it which is right now you know we are at historic high gas prices right now as we're talking and yet that headline i just read to you is that they're canceling oil and gas lease sales in alaska and the gulf of mexico i i mean you're the the former lieutenant governor of, of louisiana among other things the founder of usa energy workers that alone seems so backwards that it almost seems like they're trying to tank the market for some illicit purpose. Yeah, we have to begin to think there's something nefarious at play here. And when I talked about the booty call, I'm talking about the booty call when uh, perhaps about 60 days ago, the Secretary of Energy came out and said, we're going to ask producers to give us more. Well, that was 60 days ago. Well, today the news is we can't sell lease sales. So it's very, it's very, very inconsistent. And I'm not being personal about it. I'm just being very, very factual about it. And, and it's unfortunate. And, you know, when you go back and you look at the beginning of this administration, one of the first things they did seven days after taking the oath of office was paused uh, public lands and public water lease sales. Uh, and they, t- they said they would take it under advisement. And we begin to see the price start moving, the price of gasoline start moving, and every American family struggling with that, every American business struggling with that. And then soon thereafter, Ryan, we went from, no, we said, oh, no. And then by the summer of 2021, maybe early fall of 2021, the White House began to call on OPEC. Said, okay, well, look, we're not going to allow our American producers and our American workers to do it, but we're going to ask OPEC to do it. Now, again, it makes no sense to me. We got one Earth, we got one atmosphere. The molecules are the molecules. Global warming is global warming. Whether you're producing the barrel over there or you're producing it over here, the statistics say that we do it better. So mm-hmm. we have less carbon intensity in the Gulf of Mexico. So we can't figure that out. And so, and then, you know, when you take a look at at the policy again, we, we the way we say it is we went from oh no 
to OPEC, and by October, we were at oh shoot. And they say they shoot a little differently where I'm from. Uh, but but it I mean, look, the number one issue when you take a look at what Americans are polling right now, it's not COVID. You know, mm-hmm. it's not Afghanistan. It's not Ukraine. The number one issue, Americans are absolutely having tough conversations in their homes or inflation driven by energy prices that are a function of a supply problem that this This administration just keeps vilifying the producer, right? Yeah, and Scott, we talked earlier this hour to a guy named Trent Luce. He's a food consumer advocate, and he he kind of is an intermediate between ranchers and farmers and government and consumers. And he said the exact same thing you just said. He said the problem isn't that we don't have supply. He said, no, no, we do have a problem with workers. We do need workers. But what's driving everything across the board, food shortages, everything like that, prices is energy. It all starts with energy, and the whole market is affected by it. No matter which market you're in, everything goes up when energy goes up because you can't get things from point A to point B. So let me ask you, you this. Yeah, go no, ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and, and you're saying exactly right. And I mean, again, it's not like this is the first time, right? We've yeah. had six reset. We've had six recessions right. from 1973 to 2019. They've all been preceded by a spike in energy prices. Two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, six in a row. They call that a trend, right? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't the smartest guy in my high school, but I could even figure this one out. Well, so the Biden administration is going to deplete the oil reserves. Is that going to do anything to prices? Well, look, what they'll do is they'll they will they will take the strategic uh, petroleum reserve, which was meant for more of a wartime kind of kind of issue, yeah. and they're going to re, re, you know take take those barrels out. Why take those barrels out of, that have already been produced? Why not just produce more? I mean, it, it makes no sense at all. We could create more jobs. We could help lower the pain at the pump. We, and the other thing that you and I talked about before, and this was sometimes maybe uh, earlier this year, I warned that coming to a zip code near you was going to be higher utility bills because – the natural gas, which in this state, about 45% of the electricity that's generated in this state is uh, is produced from natural gas as the feedstock. And, you know, look, we, we go to the gas pump you know, once a week, twice a week, depending on how much we drive. So we kind of see the bump up. We experience it a little bit at a time. Well, we only get our utility bills once a month. And I'll, I'll warn you, listeners, then there was going to be some shock that was coming to a zip code near them. And sure enough, when we got into February and March, there was sticker shock. We got senior citizens right now, Ryan, in Missouri. We got senior citizens in Missouri right now that are having to make a choice between paying the utility bill or paying the prescription drugs. It's absolutely terrible. It's an unforced error. Look, if we didn't have it here, if we didn't have it, I'd say, well, you know, we struggling. We don't have the resource here. The good Lord has blessed us with this resource. It's not that we don't have it. It's just that we have policies that are not incentivizing people to go get it. Yeah. And then we got the White House vilifying people. And then when the price gets too high, they start making a booty call to say, hey, we need you to come in and take care of us. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then again, you know, our friends in, in Europe, 40, do you understand that 40% of the natural gas that serves Europe comes from Russia? They've made a decision. They've made brave, brave decisions. To say, you know what? No more. We as a European Union are going to count on Russia for our natural gas. Wow, that's a really brave statement. So they're going to need other parts of the world to give it to them because they're not blessed with it as, as much as we are. 
But then as soon as the ink is dry on that statement, we canceling lease sales in an area that is known to be loaded with natural gas. Yeah. Again, it's hard to figure out. Yeah. Hard to figure out. Scott, it, it's it's it could bring all it could bring a lot of ease to our pain here domestically, and it would pump money, like you say, when we sell all this stuff, it'd pump a whole bunch of money in the US economy. There is no downside to any of this. It is unfathomable. And I almost I almost am glad to hear you say that it doesn't make any sense to you either. Because I'm looking around at the world going, somebody somewhere, some energy expert like Scott Angel, they're going to know why this is happening. But you're do- saying the same thing. It just doesn't make any sense. The Gulf of Mexico has the lowest carbon intensity production per barrel in all of America and the second lowest on the planet. And 74% of the oil that we import into America comes from a, a, a source that has a higher carbon High, yeah. intensity. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so if you're doing it for the environment... It doesn't this, make sense. This, this, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you're doing it for, you're doing it for another reason. Yeah. And that other reason now is showing up at every zip code in America. It's showing up at the gas pump. It's showing up at the, the natural gas meter. It's showing up in utility bills. It's showing up in the worry. It's showing up in the price of food. Fertilizer's going out of control for the farmers. Farmers are going to struggle to make a living. There's farmers all across this country who feed us and have done an amazing job. They're going to be really, really stretched. Families are struggling. This is ridiculous. And then we do is we tap the, the, the strategic petroleum reserve. I do know that somebody at the White House gets up to do two things every day. And it's not to check on Russia and check on China. It's to check on the price of milk and it's to check on the price of gas because it affects every American and every family. And it's not too late for a course correction. So for those who are paying attention, we need to make certain that we look inward. Let's, let's unleash the spirit of the USA energy worker. Let's unleash that domestic worker, that worker who gets up every day and has woken up every day to go out, put on his hard hat, put on his steel toe boots, kiss families goodbye, and set out to do the hard work to energize this great economy. There are going to be significant issues. You may be looking at some brownouts or some blackouts in America uh, this summer. Uh, and it's unfortunate. The Wall Street Journal said it's a supply side problem, not a demand side. We can fix it. We have the resource. The good Lord's blessed us. We need the leadership to make it happen. Scott Angel, appreciate your expertise. Appreciate your time. You are the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana, and you are the founder of USA Energy Workers. So you have the insight. Appreciate your time. Missouri over Moscow all day, every day, Monday through Sunday. <laughs> we'll take it. Thanks, man. Cool. You know, he's making points that need to be made. And uh, he, when he says it, you're like, well, of course. You know, th- these are things that, that what I like about Scott is that he tries really hard to be nonpartisan. But at this point, I mean, you just heard him. We're talking for 15 minutes. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know how to give somebody the benefit of the doubt when they're just shooting their own legs off. It's so stupid, and it affects everything and everybody. I cannot believe that the President of the United States, in the midst of record high gas prices, highest in the nation's history, affecting everything, including his own poll numbers, has decided to cancel leases in the Gulf of Mexico and Alaska. And I'm talking about not just like a couple leases. We're talking about leases, like cancel leases in the Gulf of Mexico and Alaska. Two huge oil production company or company production areas for the country. I, I don't get it, and neither does Scott, and it's good to hear that he doesn't because it doesn't make any sense.
Well, it's sad, um, but I guess that's we got to keep talking about it. Otherwise, they just get away with it. Thanks for being here this morning. More Wiggins America right around the corner. And to the ground. It's been a good show, and if you're just tuning in at the end of it, that's cool. But at the beginning of this hour, we talked to Trent Luce. He's a food consumer advocate. He's, he kind of is an intermediate between ranchers and farmers and the government. And he knows a lot of the politicians throughout the Midwest and the Deep South. I should say Mid-South, because it's not necessarily uh, Georgia South. It's more like Texas and Louisiana South. But he deals with the breadbasket of the United States and talks to everybody. And so he knows what's going on. He said at the beginning of this hour, if you missed it, that 40 million chickens have been slaughtered in the last couple weeks. And he said egg shortages are about to start. If you haven't seen them yet, get ready for it or, you know, maybe just get a couple things of eggs as long as I don't know how long they'll last, you know, depending on how long, how many you use in a week, but you might want to grab a little carton of eggs uh, just in case, because we probably are going to see egg shortages here soon. We're talking about food shortages in the United States. It's a sad thing. Um, I have long said that I don't think food shortages are going to be what is in our head because when you're putting stuff at least in our house, when we're putting our canned goods and our box goods in the bin in the basement, like so many people do now, to me, that to me is a psychological thing that just sort of appeases my wife and my family. They think, oh, we have food. We're going to be fine. It's just, I don't think it's going to look like that. I, I've said for a long time that I think it's what it's going to look like is individual products just suddenly are gone. You know, you, there's runs on things. Right now, we're seeing that with baby food, baby formula. We're out of that phase, so thank God. But if you're in it, man, you're panicking, especially if you have kids. When my kids, my son especially, when he was a baby, he had real bad allergies, and he would just groan, like, you know, a baby groan. When we would give him the wrong formula, we didn't know it at first. You have to figure these things out, that he was, we call it elephanting. Oh, he's elephanting again. What's he doing? Because he was making like these sounds <laughs> that sounded a little bit more like a horse. Um, but I promise when the baby did it, it was elephanting. And we had to figure out, oh, he, not like his twin sister, but he has allergies to this type of formula. So it's weird to figure out, especially when they're twins, why does one have it? Why doesn't the other? And so we had to find very specific formula that was hypoallergenic. You had to pay more for it. And then he stopped elephanting. So we figured, oh, he's, he's doing better. If we were in that phase right now, I would be deeply concerned, deeply concerned because of not just that issue, but all the others that we as Americans, you know, stuff outside of baby formula that we're going to be dealing with. The guy at the top, I can't decide. It, it's almost issue by issue. Is he so incompetent and is the White House in general and Democrats so incompetent that they don't actually know that they're causing these things? Or are there people behind the scenes pulling the strings and they're deliberately trying to destroy the country? And I, I hate saying that because I think it really is issue by issue. Some, they're so incompetent, they don't know what they're doing. And others, they actually are trying to kind of pull the rug out, cut the knees off of the nation for this terrible agenda. And it, and it varies. But when you talk about food shortages, everybody perks up. And especially when you start to see it happening in front of your eyes, it's happening. Here's what the leader of the country said at a speech about f about food. What he what is he doing about it? Remember the long line standard television. People line up all kinds of vehicles, 
What what are you talking about? I, I guess you're talking about when the government was giving out food during coronavirus. But if you recall, during that, we were throwing food away. So it wasn't a supply problem like it is now, although now it's more complicated because it's not just a supply problem. It's a worker shortage that's causing supply problems, and it's fuel costs that are eliminating the ability to get these things places easily, and it's pushing inflation. There's a lot going on to it right now that wasn't going on then. But his solution right now, that was this week, in the midst of the baby food thing exploding, you know, there's going to be congressional hearings about this in two weeks, you know, after it, we'll wait two weeks, see what happens. But that's what he's saying right now, that it's the MAGA crowd wanted to, for, they want they want to forget it. What, what the hell are you talking about? Forget the food issue from two years ago when we were giving away food because we had a surplus? That's, that's the problem you're dealing with now? Let me tell you something. I personally volunteered to give out that food, and most of it went to food banks. So at first, you'd have the big trucks would come through, and I don't mean semi-trucks. I mean just people's personal big trucks. And you'd load them up with those boxes, and they'd take them to food banks just so they could keep people inside. Guess what problem that was solving? Well, that was solving nothing. It was solving government shutdowns of businesses. That was entirely government-led. It was shut down your businesses, you stay inside, we'll get you boxes of food. I honestly think that with this issue, he doesn't know what he's doing. And this may be, you know, most things. He has no idea what he's doing. And the people pulling the strings have different agendas. Sometimes it's that they actually do want to benefit humanity in the United States, especially humanity, climate change and stuff like that. Like this week, we talked about it with Scott Angel. Uh, they're trying to save the environment at the cost of everybody. You know, that we know so much better than you that we're going to save you from future peril by hurting you right now. You know, by canceling all the leases of the Gulfs of Mexico and Alaska. So no more drilling in all these areas. But it's because long term, this is going to be for your good. Oh, by the way, as Scott Angel also said, it's not because... When you drill here, it's cleaner than when you drill everywhere else. And you still got to get the oil. You're still using the oil. You're just making everything go up, the costs go up, and you're hurting the United States. I almost am so exasperated by it. There's so many, you guys, there's so many issues facing us right now. And almost all of them are things we could have avoided. They're almost all things we can avoid now. But when you hear that clip, crazy Uncle Joe yelling from a podium. Here, I'll play. I'll play it again. Oh, 
And what does the Micah crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. You are solving no problems. If you're even addressing the food shortages that we are currently facing, let alone ones that are coming down the road, and your concern is from two years ago getting people boxes of food, which has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on right now, I got to say, it's not inspiring a lot of confidence that things are going to get better. This is Wiggins America. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me as I've battled through coronavirus. I'm over it now, but you can kind of hear it. I'm getting gravelly as we go along here, so we're about done. Thanks for being here again. Podcast. You just type in Wiggins America. You can find the podcast in multiple places. 971talk.com is the best. And you can also get the Odyssey app, Rewind, hear all the stuff that I've been referencing in this segment right there at the podcast or at the Rewind at Odyssey.com. Thanks for being here. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.